0: coming popular lar and- I am your host, Space Surfin 18 and today we've got another real fun special. It's kind of a continuation of one that we did in Season 5, where we kind of looked at curtain-playing misconceptions and kind of discussed some of the criticisms that people had for those specific characters. And this time, we are kind of looking at Klain as a couple and seeing kind of some... Uh, criticisms, maybe, um, that people have said about the, them as a relationship. And we're going to kind of hit on that. So, um, coming back with me, delighted to have back is Kay. And I'll, I'll let you officially or introduce yourselves, Kay.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Kay. I'm Black John Leonard on Tumblr. I still check it occasionally.
0: <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. Can they find you anywhere else or is there anywhere else? Yeah. There?
1: Like, I'm Kay. MC underscore jazz understa- underscore
0: hands. On Twitter Okay cool Yeah Start branching out We um, Like there's a bunch of us On pillow for it now I, I mean I have one I don't really use it um, and Is there an app for that? Because trying to look at it On the browser on my phone Is kind of hard. Painful I don't know. Yeah. If anybody uses it and wants to help us out, um, that'd be great. Like I said, I don't really know what I'm doing there, so I don't really post there, but I have yeah, one. Me um, I am on Twitter too, as Space Orphan eighteen on Twitter or maybe just Space Orphan on Twitter, I don't remember. Because I don't use that either. I just check the names on that. <laughs> so <laughs> there are other places you can find me, but I'm mostly still just on Tumblr. But all right, cool. So um, we're going to jump right in. And like I said, we are going to talk a little bit about over the years, people have had just uh, concerns or criticisms or whatnot about Clayne as a couple. So we're going to, um, we did like a couple of years ago at this point now, ask about two people. Gosh. What thought. I know, hasn't it? It's been a while. And um, I kind of took all of your comments and I kind of distilled them into two Point. So we're going to be talking about this in two different parts. Um, the first thing that comes up quite a bit um, is that. A lot of times it's that Kurt doesn't love Blaine enough But sometimes I see Blaine doesn't love Kurt the right way Um, the, you know It's power imbalance between the two of them Um, it's a toxic Relationship because one of them Is into it and the other one is not Or there's an abusive power Or it's kind of this One of them is not good enough for the other One stuff that kind of feeds On this better boyfriend a little A lot when the show was on
1: Yeah, that's That was one of the bigger issues, and there were even times where I was like, Kurt doesn't seem to be into blame. But the more that I started to understand Kurt's character, the more you understand that certain people show love in a certain way, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's where a lot of their conflict comes from in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, like, there, I always say, there's this Britney Spears song called "Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know." Shaddai Twain wrote for her. And like the whole gist of the song is like you have to tell me how you you have to like use the words and mm-hmm. tell me how you feel because I can't just I'm not like not the type of person that could just figure it out. And mm-hmm. that's where Blaine is. Yeah. Whereas Kurt's the opposite. Yep. I think. Yeah. And I go ahead. No, keep going. I was gonna say, I also wonder, and this is something that I'm actually surprised that I've never seen discussed in fandom. Kurt's an only child. Mm-hmm. Who spent the majority of his life Living in a house with one other person Ever Yeah, And even though the sh- I mean the show Didn't get into it when Finn and Carol moved in Which is- was a big missed opportunity But Being an only child Until you're 16, 17 Is going to have a huge effect On how you Communicate with people Because one thing about having siblings Is you have to learn How to communicate with other people, how to live with other people, how to compromise with people, and how to express yourself and be heard because there's more than one, you know, because there's someone, there's other people that need your parents' attention, who need your parents' love, who you have to share with. Mm -hmm. He's always just had Bert. So Kurt never had to really learn how to share space and time.
0: Yeah. With
1: another person
0: and I think This is where I feel like People start to pick and choose Things that they That fit their arguments because If you look at for example season Five you know season four There's a lot of miscommunication you know Leading into season four with that first breakup There's a lot of miscommunication going on there Then in season five We have kurt who is calling blaine consistently He is checking in with blaine saying, you know during moving out he checks in with him He checks with him in, you know multiple times Uh, You know, yeah There's one time in tested when they got angry and he stormed off but everything else points to a, a partner who is Trying to be more aware of you know, what is going on and and so I it, Blaine and Kurt have different love languages they have they relate how they feel about each other in different ways Blaine is is very over the top and huge romantic gestures Kurt's just smaller and he's going to you know, just be subtler with what he does He's not going to be the one who throws Blaine a giant proposal in the middle of Dalton with both pedals and five choirs that's just not who he is So to compare the two Of them feels very unfair When they are It would be like if you know somebody compared you And me like that's not exactly. you know, Yeah like you know Or saying you know just a really Superficially like you know Kay doesn't know how to drive in snow but Pam does So she's better well I live in a snowy place Of course I'm gonna know you know that, exactly. Does that make sense? You know, Yeah no that's exactly And their
1: upbringings From the little bit that we've seen of Blaine's family, I can imagine that being big and showy, just based on Cooper and what we saw of his mom, is big and showy is what got you love and attention in the Anderson house, right? Whereas the Hummels are just very quiet and very sure. You know, like, Bert doesn't have to tell you I love you every day because you fucking know it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because Bert's going to make it known by how he treats you. Right. And um, so that that difference in how families communicate informs how you communicate with other people.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, there is a quote from um, the user Letters from Titan. Um, she was very big into ryan murphy projects at the time um and she said something that always stuck out to me she said a lot of people like don't mistake kurt's coldness for lack of compassion um he is not a warm person uh because of all of the things that we've talked about the podcast and and in his life Mm -hmm. and everything um but just because he is closed off emotionally doesn't mean um that he is you know Cold and his loving like He loves blaine very Deeply and very passionately And it's just the way he shows it Is much more of an inward and quiet Way Um, So I I think that it's unfair When people start getting Into these little like But let's talk about the better boyfriend Olympics because that is a thing That always seems to happen (laughs) And Yeah it comes (coughs) off like You know, who did this worse Or who did this better Or Blaine did this this many times And Kurt did this this many times And you start counting how many times somebody says I love you And how many times people initiate kisses And that is ridiculous
1: It really does get to the point Where it's like You can't You have to realize that the the show has So many characters And so many balls in the air And The reason we're seeing we're not seeing certain things isn't necessarily because it's a character flaw so much as maybe a writing flaw that's Mm -hmm. first and the second of all you have to understand the characters I didn't understand Kurt for a while so I fell into certain lines of thinking like well maybe he is this way but when you finally like really look at the character you see that he doesn't open himself up to a lot of people. But the people that he does open himself up to, he would do anything for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So Bert, Blaine, Rachel, he would do anything for that. Mercedes definitely would do Mercedes, you know? of course. Yeah. yeah. But other people, just he doesn't, like, he wouldn't, there are things that he would do for Blaine, for Rachel, for Mercedes that he wouldn't, like, do for, like, Artie. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think something to really keep in mind, and, and I think people miss this. A lot because it's it is a subtler thing. Kurt can be very vicious. He's even very vicious to Rachel. But do you know yes. who he's never been vicious to? Blaine. Exactly. Um, his dad Mercedes blank, never have. A, I mean, yeah. The the heat of the, the one thing that people are like, oh, but what about that moment in New, New York? And he's like, calm down, psycho. Like, oh, that is the middle of a fight, and that isn't really vicious. That is not what I consider vicious. You no, know,
1: vicious is
0: telling Rachel you blew the note. Yeah. Exactly, you know, like that's vicious. Exactly. Um, but he's never been vicious to Blaine. Even when they were broken up, he, he didn't at all say nasty things about Blaine. He, he, you know, he's very protective of Blaine. It's, you know, It's the smaller things you have to look for Because Blaine's going to be the showy one And Kurt's just the quieter one And so then it goes into Well, does Blaine need something showy? No, not necessarily He really does know that Blaine Or that Kurt loves him He's not having a problem Likewise, Kurt has You know, I I don't like You know, from the Kurt fans That are like, oh, you know, Blaine's not good enough Yeah, Kurt thinks that he's good enough You know, there's So it gets exhausting. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, though, well, first, before I, I before I say something about fandom, I want to ask you about people sometimes say their relationship is toxic, and I don't even understand that. Like, I, there isn't, I'm trying to think if there's any, if any relationship on Glee that it's I'm like, oh, that really is a toxic relationship. Like, Beast and Cooter, that was a toxic relationship because he's beating her.
1: Um I the only toxic relationship I could really beast and cooter, Puck and Rachel's mom. Yep. Puck and Quinn in some ways.
0: Um I you know, uh um I think Will and Emma are borderline. I think that he is on understanding of her of her con- of the O C D. So sometimes that can that can be, but that's borderline. I wouldn't consider it straight up. Uh, But toxic is something That's a little extreme Um, You know And I don't know I feel like it's a term people kick around When they don't like something Yeah I came across it the other day Believe it or not I was on BuzzFeed And
1: they had like a list of characters That made you hate your show Or something like that And there was someone who was like Blaine is toxic And he's abusive to Kurt And I was like literally Looking at my phone Like People are
0: still doing this the show's been Off for four years almost yeah exactly And I don't I, The first Of all blaine has not been abusive to Kurt no, ever
1: ever, ever.
0: has never Been a thing I know That there's the handsy stuff that Happened in the first time which people got up in Arms and about but yeah There's a level of consent There and when kurt said No blaine stopped
1: Exactly. Unless and keep then, in my Kurt was on top.
0: Yeah. He had control well, he was of that completely situation. vulnerable, yeah. But on top of that, there is no other place in the show that even comes close to abuse. And not at I, I all. feel like it is you could not like the relationship and that's fine, but I I think that there is a There's two things to me that stick out. One is that people seem to have this idea of relationships that in their media that don't reflect reality. That everything has to be hunky-dory and fluffy and beautiful and. Saying I love you all the time, and I'm like, that's not a real relationship. You, if you're dating a real person, you're going to have issues. You're going to say, call exactly. your partner a psycho every once in a while. You know, if you're doing things constantly and like hurting them physically and mentally, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then that, yeah, that is a problem. And in but with these two characters, and 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 really, I mean, I don't think this of Britannia, I don't think this of even Finchel, even if I don't like Finchel, I exactly I don't see. These characters being I hate to say the word problematic But I'm going to say problematic for lack of a better word Um, I think that When fandom gets it in their head That well and for example Let's take Kurt's uh, A lot of people a lot of Kurt fans liked Adam now, Adam wasn't really a real character. Adam was nice, and he was funny, and he was kind of flirty, and but he wasn't a character. Like, what did we know about him? What were his flaws? The fact that exactly. they made Blaine a real character um, is, is a testament to how great this relationship was, because they made them two equals. where Exactly. Like, Adam is just a... A Prop in kurt's story There's there's that's not a healthy relationship Or even elliot who I love elliot and not you know, whatever people can ship them. That's fine Elliot is still not a full functioning character because we never saw of all the sides of him
1: exactly so
0: Exactly when you when the characters You know when you are only interested in in ways other characters can service your character then Immediately you have to take a step back and say, okay, that's what I'm trying to do And Yeah Yeah, I just I think there are people who kind of didn't
1: want blaine to become a full-fledged character Mm -hmm. They liked it when he was literally just there in service to Kurt and and to make kurt smile and to give kurt milestones like prom and stuff Mm -hmm. but There I think that what it comes down to is that once they made blaine a real character blaine had flaws and that meant that it was he it wasn't just there for like a placeholder or like to be someone there who just like worships kurt and he challenged kurt Mm -hmm. and for some reason i think the fact that he challenged him upset people i'm not quite sure why
0: yeah I, because everything, and and you know what, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'll flip it, because I have seen this from the plain stands too, that mm. it is a, but more so with the Kurt stuff, like, if one character is not being just absolutely perfect to the other character, then that's a problem. and No, exactly. that's not a problem. If you're going to have equal characters in an equal story, which Glee did relatively well, despite the fact that it is a, could be a really shitty writing at times. Um, yeah they kept Kurt and Blaine pretty darn equal. I mean, when you look at the two breakups and they both had, you know, they like they both had issues going into the breakups and they both want, you know, broke it completely, like Blaine with the cheating, but Curt rashly dumps Blaine the second time. And they 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 made it pretty darn equal. The writers did not stack the deck in favor of one or the other.
1: Exactly. And we say we want the show to be more real. But, like, two kids their age, fresh out of high school, moving in together, that's that's going to be a cause for conflict. Yeah. Two kids, period, is just going to be a cause for conflict because you don't know crap. You hardly even know yourself, let alone, you know, knowing how to treat another person in a relationship that that's that's that serious. Like, hmm. most people have, you know, I mean— I know plenty of people who stayed, who married to high school sweethearts and stuff, but it was never, like, perfect sailing all the way through. I don't know right. anyone in a relationship who had perfect sailing
0: all the way through. No, because, I mean, you got to look at it like you're a person— and you have bad days and you're you get pissy unnecessarily and like i know i do i have days that i come into work and i'm just like oh this day sucks and i'm a little bit nasty to a customer not really i have good customer service but you know it's but really, no i know what you mean <laughs> you know and it's you're not going to be perfect and so to expect these fictional characters to have this level of perfection you're stacking the deck against them. now sometimes it's unintentional sometimes mm. it's intentional i feel like sometimes um, now I'm gonna throw this out there. You don't have to like everybody's partner. Like, let's say, you know, I don't particularly like Finchel. I think that they both could have done better. Um, doesn't right? negate the fact that people really enjoy them together. My opinion does not matter in a long scheme of things. Exactly. But, and so, if you like Kurt and or Blaine separately, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just keep in mind that these characters chose to be with each other at the end. You know nothing you can say or do are gonna, is going to change that because that's written it's you know <laughs> that's
1: what it Exactly. Is. Exactly.
0: So
1: and also keep in mind that what you what you see what a person sees as what they would consider to be like the best type of relationship doesn't necessarily work for everybody.
0: Right. I think a lot of times also people come into, you know, I know this like a lot of people started out with Kurt and they really saw themselves in Kurt. But the more he got the more time went on, the more the Kurt became his own character. Like we gotta remember that a lot of these characters started as stereotypes and they started as archetypes. And the more definition came in, the less you're gonna feel that you can see yourself through these characters Because they're their own characters And when the characters take a left turn That you don't necessarily feel like That matches up to you anymore It can feel jarring So again, it's always a good idea To take a step back and say You know, am I feeling this way Because this is my experience Or is the character really feeling this And to, to, for example Let's talk about Blanovsky for just a second Because a lot exactly. of people, understandably I mean, first time I heard that they were gonna hook up Blaine with Krofsky, I was like, "You can't do that." That's right. But when I took a step back, and again, you don't have to like Blanovsky. If that still makes you, you know, grossed out and ill, that's you're a valid opinion. That's fine. Like, or a valid emotion, and nobody's saying for you to feel differently. If you have to get off the clean stop there. That's fine. That, you know, yeah. I'm sorry I, I know that's upsetting for people When they have to do that But, like, you look at the characters And they were fine Kurt had made his piece We talked a lot about Blainovsky In A Loser Like Me podcast um, mm-hmm. So we did go through... You know where they were and their mindsets at that point, and it's fine. It makes actually a lot of sense for Blaine and it Karofsky's a different character, and Kurt's forgiven him, and they all live happily ever after, and it's not an issue. But since exactly. so many of us had issues with that season two stuff, and because he was such a mean and hard character in season two, yeah. So you have to like reevaluate how you're you're interacting with this thing, and not just, you know. It's hard sometimes when it's a TV show and a fan. I mean, people are passionate, but it's like just keep in mind when you're interacting with other fans, you're you may feel differently if I'm exactly so. exactly. And there are things that
1: the show the show tells us and shows us. And so, regardless of how we feel about Okkorovsky, the show is telling us that he's changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the show is telling us this is a diff- completely different guy. Than we saw a few years ago And the show is telling us that Blaine's happy with him for the moment And so Even if we don't like it This is what the show gave us
0: Yeah So I I feel like Kind of going back To the original thought We gave through this entire podcast And I know we've still got season 6 to do But we have given numerous lengthy discussions on why each of these by kurt and blaine likes and loves the other one why they're in the relationship together
1: exactly. and
0: i i feel like i don't know how much more i can express that but it's kind of like we at what point do you have to sit back and think say okay i'm seeing what i want to see because this is what i want to see it exactly know. Um, I I wonder, and you probably have had more experience with this than me, because I kind of was a lurker for a long time in fandom, but yeah, going back to the Better Boyfriend Olympics, I think that a lot of people, like, you have your favorite character, and then it becomes like a sports team almost, where you're rallying behind, and because Glee, because like you said earlier, Kay, they're always juggling like 15 characters, and everybody gets a crap shit ton of time, so Mm -hmm. when they are... Like we're all volleying for this five minutes extra, and Blaine gets more this week and Kurt doesn't, then people get pissy. And so then it starts to to build into this resentment. Like, well, why does you know Darren get to sing 15 songs and Chris only has two? Well, maybe there's other factors going on there. Maybe Chris didn't want to, maybe the story doesn't call for it that way. Maybe, you know, etc. etc. But it's like, no, you have five songs and I don't have any. Then it becomes Conflict amongst fandoms and and exactly,
1: and I get that because for the longest time, as a Mercedes fan, I I resented Rachel, but the difference is, you definitely didn't see me, like posting hateful messages or anything like that. It was just a matter of you know, like I know this is my issue. I resent Rachel because I felt like they had to dissolve, they had to take energy and time and stuff away from the friendship between kurt and mercedes to make the friendship between him and rachel happen and so i knew what it was that was bothering me and i didn't it didn't call for me to be you know anti rachel per se it was mm-hmm. just I'm, you know i'm this sucks and this character is getting mm-hmm. stuff that i want this other character to get and right. but like what can i do about it nothing
0: yeah, I mean you can and it is It's fine to rant and rave. I mean, I know that for a long time it would be like Like blaine got a lot of songs and kurt got a lot of story and that felt unbalanced in the way they're presenting it Um, and yeah, it does suck for fans of one or the other to like not get, you know, that kind of stuff, but At the end of the day, we I mean we can you know We can be proactive with writers, but I mean to an extent this is their story. Ultimately. It's not ours
1: Exactly
0: like and everybody would have their own version I mean who's to say, you know, let's say if you know you or I were you know got a hold of it It just would be a different story and and so I feel like this far out the show has been over for four years now Yeah, it's like this is what it is Love it or leave it and I know that feels harsh to say but (laughs) I
1: also feel like people kind of, because of Glee's scheduling and the constant hiatuses or hiatus, I I don't know. We were we wrote more fan fiction than a lot of fandoms. Like the only fandom I've seen which is with as much fan fiction as the Glee fandom is like Harry Potter, but Harry Potter or like Supernatural
0: or yeah, way more
1: material. Yeah, yeah. And but I think that, and I don't know if it's. I don't know what caused it because I don't see this necessarily in other fandoms, but I think that people got so used to the curtain blame they were reading about in fan fiction yes. that they got pissed that the the canon didn't reflect that. But the thing with fan fiction is that you can include or not as many characters as you want. Right, because the focus is always going to be on Kurt and Blaine. Yeah, on the show, the focus can't be that. Right. Well, not to mention you can there's get there's other in- obligations.
0: Yeah, and you can get into like if you get to take a fan fiction, you can have a hundred thousand word fanfic about what's going on in Kurt's head. You can't do that with a TV show that has to service you know millions of people in a you know forty two minutes with fifteen characters. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So we so
1: then we're seeing in fan fiction, you know, Kurt's the center of the stories a lot of the time, uh, but the show doesn't reflect that. And then people get angry and resentful. And the fact is we we were never going to get the fan fiction versions of Kurt and Blaine on TV.
0: Not that we even should either. Just uh, when I think of like a lot of times people's headcanons about these characters... Started to grow out of fan and stuff And that wasn't yeah like And I know we did a podcast on that and It was kind of like looking at it and going You know know, We talked a lot about this in the other Miscommunication or the misconception podcast That we did like what People created in their head was Not necessarily how the writers were Portraying them and so um, Like I
1: know The way the fandom wanted to see Blaine Was not Obviously not Ryan's or Darren's or anybody's vision of Blaine. Yeah. He was never going to be that. He was never going to be kind of dopey. He was never going to be, you know, a yes person all the time. And he was never going to kind of like sit around and wait for Kurt to, you know, bless him with his presence yeah. or something. On right. TV, they had to have... You have to have flaws in a personality yeah. And be a separate entity
0: Exactly Exactly um, But yeah I think a lot of A lot of the criticisms about um, You know One or the other not liking each other enough I, I think we've addressed a lot of that stuff Within mm-hmm. the, the individual episode ones I, And I, I Bottom line is I think that there's a lot of Evidence for I, I don't think there's enough evidence To say that they didn't like each other i think that just I, i'm sorry it's not there they have explicitly stated throughout season six you know and so today that they both love each other they want to be with each other they chose to get married in five years they are still happily married and having a child what else do you want from them i mean i don't know and i always because i know like
1: People always say well how come we never got To see them have conversation?" Like the show will say oh we Talked about such and such And they're mm. like well how come we didn't get to see it And I'm like again that's another situation Where it's like if Glee were only like Six characters mm-hmm. then maybe we Would have gotten to see we these did. conversations
0: I mean, Look at the stuff that we got in the New York Arc which was much more fleshed Out and you did see conversations, and you did see them talking, and you did see them kissing, and you did see them, you know, again, because there's only six characters. Exactly. Um, the, other thing, the other thing that people got to keep in mind, and I say this as somebody who will always have, you know, a very deep love for the show long after I've pot- done podcasting about it, it wasn't really greatly written. <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't um that's just think, how it
1: just is what it is
0: yeah there is a you know a great claim story and a great kurt story and a, 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 a not as complete blaine story but a good plain story in there and you know but the show just had so many writing flaws that i feel like one thing that i've noticed going back through this rewatch is that it just, it's like this with all of its characters and all of its stories. So these complaints that sometimes people have about, you know, either Kurt or Blaine or whatnot, it's happening to all of the characters. All of the characters are, you know, not, their stories aren't told enough or the right way or they just skip around or they drag it on too long. Or, and I don't think that it's necessarily satisfying with any of the characters. Unless you're and a honestly, fan, that might be, but, you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> Honestly, as, as Kurt and Blaine fans, we're lucky. Yeah. Because if I were a Britannia stan or a Tina fan or an Artie fan, they got nothing. Yeah. We don't even yeah. know what Brittany and Santana are doing with the rest of their lives. Nope. You know? So I try to look at it like that. And awesome. In season, like, six, in season six, I decided to... To like make a conscious I made a conscious decision to love the show for what it is Mm -hmm. instead of getting angry at it for
0: what it's not Exactly Exactly and and one thing I was going to mention a little earlier is that because you were talking about the hiatuses and all that And one thing that it keeps I keep coming back to is that people who Came into fandom in seasons five and six are people who've picked up the show (laughs) As near its end, I, I don't know too many people who've started it after it ended. Um, yeah, they enjoyed a lot more because they didn't have to wait. They didn't have to suffer through, you know, season you know, three, a month, season three, or a month <laughs> after the breakup, um, or you know, all this. They didn't have to deal with, you know, spoilers not meeting expectations. They did. They just kind of watched it. As a whole thing and when you Do that I think it is a little more satisfying Because you're not your expectations Are kind of at the level That you know general audience Would be or or you know Yeah it's Yeah so it's funny Because I feel like because of Glee
1: it's altered how I watch other Shows oh because I'm because with Glee, there was like always a hiatus. It was always on hiatus. Mm-hmm. And so there'd be a cliffhanger. And then I'm waiting months and months and months. And now there are certain shows where I'm like, I'm going to wait till the hiatus
0: mm-hmm.
1: is and over then and then just watch it all together.
0: When, um, Because I I watched lost religiously and they would be off the air for nine months because they decided The hiatuses were driving fans nuts So Mm -hmm. they waited nine months between seasons and they did everything in one big run for the last three seasons And I think it's a much better way to consume television to be honest with you. I think you know netflix they you wait a year you get you know 13 episodes The whole and season exactly Exactly and I, I think it's a much better way to watch television Because you can see where the writers are going a little bit more You can see it as a full story when you, Exactly when A lot of these I, I mean yeah Glee is definitely messy at times But when you take the, the Even at the rewatch that I'm doing once a week It mm-hmm. feels more, more coherent Because I'm watching it at a constant rate And therefore I'm not like Oh this plot line is dragging forever Because you know It's been three months and we haven't done anything, but that's because there's only been three episodes in three months,
1: you know Exactly. It was always on and then off for two weeks and then on and then off for three weeks and then on for two weeks and then off for four weeks and then on for three weeks and then off for six months And so any like little plot point that Normally would kind of like bug you it just gets makes a mountain out of a molehill Because you have all this time to think about what's happening right? And so like when NBC bought Brooklyn Nine-Nine They're doing it very similar Like we didn't get Brooklyn Nine-Nine from May When the last episode aired on Fox Until the the end of January you can And see so it's more... like now I'm getting a whole story With no breaks in between
0: Well see and it used to be um, a little TV history for you guys um, back in the 60s and 70s, you would get 30 episodes a season, you know, yeah, you, would. you would get a way way more 22 Even though it's a standard season size is actually short um, So if you and go I, back and watch
1: any old show from the 80s on netflix or hulu You will notice that each season is a crap ton of episodes.
0: Yeah yeah, and, and the longer too. they started I mean it used to be sitcoms were about 24 25 minutes and then now it's Twenty-two minutes if you're running long, because of commercials. So it's unfortunate that, you know, money and needing money and and continue and
1: like having. Having a continuing story and continuity was not important back then. I remember mm-hmm. when I tried to watch Family Ties on Netflix. Yeah. And I would watch the episodes in order. And in some episodes, Jennifer is a full grown teenager. The next episode, she's 11 again. And the next episode, she's in high school. The next episode, she's in elementary school again. And I was like, oh, so, and even with the Golden Girls, the episodes aired, it could air in any random order. Yeah
0: well it you know, did it matter did you ever see the show in the 90s called um step by step and it was yes about these two I, yeah do you know I like, the, love that show. the youngest son just magically disappears one uh, like the last two seasons they don't they don't even say why there there was a younger son and he was a real young kid at the beginning of the series and the series ran I don't know 78 seasons and the last couple seasons he just wasn't there anymore and yeah, nowadays, like the sister family it. matters.
1: Yeah, she went upstairs in like the season finale and then when they came back the show When the show came back it was like there was never a sister
0: Yeah, and you're like what happened to her? but those are in those days it didn't matter because nobody was DVRing it and watching it. and I know television has been a little slow to adapt to it but Now people pay attention to so much of it because of the internet that writers have to write differently um, so a Glee was very much one of those shows that was kind of an in-between thing, like yeah. I think it a, suffered because
1: it felt it's such a precarious time, yeah. In how people view TV, like people like I used to DVR Glee, yeah. But yeah. streaming wasn't really a thing Like at the time
0: well, No and... but the internet the, and twitter was Just beginning and with all of this we now Had a way to communicate to other fans And um, mm-hmm. you know and now Like we can all be Kurt fans or We can all be Blaine fans and then it can you get Onto these little details like oh Kurt Didn't smile on this scene you know this That means he hates Blaine And you know it, And we it, can it,
1: dwell it, on it because yeah. We can go back and watch it and rewind it as Many times as we want and mm-hmm. pause it and make gifts out of it. Yeah. And, you know, just narrow in on these like little intricate details yeah. where a reg someone watch anyone watching a show before that wouldn't have even noticed. Oh, he mm-hmm. didn't smile and you would have never noticed it because you didn't get to watch it over and over and exactly. over and over and over
0: again. So I, I feel like kind of just to wrap up this first part. Curt and Blaine like each other pretty equally. And if you want specific evidence, um, go back and watch all of our – listen to our podcast because we we try to take a very I, – I have tried to go out of my way to make sure that both sides of each character have been heard on this podcast. And I yes. feel like we've done a pretty good job of that. So if you're unsure, I recommend that. I I write meta for Kurt, so you can check that. There's a lot of TV a meta out there that people have written stuff on. And it's just taking the time to like read other stuff if you're really unsure about that. Um, I think that, and we talked a lot about this, especially in the first time thing, the abuse and toxic stuff is not a thing. I think that's- It's a real not idea. real.
1: It's not real. And, and if you're triggered by what happened in the car in the first time, that's completely understandable. However, I think that We have to be cognizant of when we're projecting our traumas onto fictional characters.
0: Yep. Keep in mind, Kurt does, like, big flashy proposals, so he was happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Some (laughs) people, yeah, being proposed in public would be an actual nightmare for them, but it wasn't for Kurt, and you're not Kurt. Nope. And season four set the ending all or nothing set that up. He just freaked out with the Liz and Jan wedding thing. And he freaked out with the Emma wedding. And Like he was more than happy. So if you didn't like that, I understand. That's fine. You, you I'm not. And at no point am I telling you that you're, Not okay to have your opinion
1: But not only is it not only that But if something like that would Be triggering to you that's perfectly okay And no one is saying that Mm -hmm. That's wrong we just have to take the Time to realize that even If we see ourselves in a character The character still Mm -hmm. isn't us So their motivations Their reactions are not going to be the same As ours no matter how much we see Ourselves in them like I would Have never given Rachel the okay to date Sam yeah, That's yeah, like Girl Code 101 where I come from But Mercedes did I'm not Mercedes, I can't project what I believe Is right or wrong onto her And then be mad at the show right. For not following what I think Is Girl yeah. Code It's still a little weird, but yeah I, I mean, it's a little weird, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> But hey, Mercedes is okay with it, you know whatever. Exactly, she likes it, I love it Yeah, there you go Um, And Bottom line: Better boyfriend Olympics got nobody. God, miss, that's a bad sentence. Better boyfriend Olympics didn't get anybody anywhere. Like it didn't. And it I just, really, really, really,
1: sincerely hope that this is now how people treat their real relationships. Yeah, because you cannot keep a scorecard.
0: You cannot keep tally of how many times somebody says "I love you" or kissed you or initiated romantic whatever. Because I know people
1: that are like that in real life They're like that with their parents Like, oh, well, my sibling got told this way more than I did And stuff like that And it's always toxic And they're never happy Because that's how they look at all of their relationships So it's just, it's not healthy It's not a good thing to to constantly feel like You have to have a tab running between two people
0: I will say, for as much as competition Happened between characters in the show and for you know something I realized is that like for whatever reason they really like to have their females competing on the show it was, Constantly it was crazy. oh my god but Kurt and Blaine when it came down to any kind of competition They were supportive of each other um, It just It's not a competition Like <laughs> it's not
1: If we go back to the dreaded season three Eat as bad as Kurt wanted the lead role in West Side Story He was still so proud watching Blaine's audition Exactly Exactly Because that's what you do You can love someone to Like for example I remember telling my sister I was really depressed And she has her dream job And it's like okay I feel some type of way Because I don't even know what my dream job is but I'm just also so happy to see You have your dream job And I feel like that's how it should be Especially with your romantic partner
0: exactly. It's okay to Even be
1: disappointed But Kurt was season, happy for him
0: Yeah for season 5 with the June stuff He was not resentful that Not at GM all picked him.
1: So. I mean I think Kurt lucked out honestly Because June, yeah. June was something else Yeah
0: <laughs> True okay so kind of going to the the second kind of major Criticism issue that keeps coming Up um We never see them communicate the breakup Issues aren't resolved and how can they stay together If they haven't worked through their issues
1: So Just because we didn't see it doesn't Mean it didn't happen
0: exactly that's The that's the bottom line This is the part also where I say glee Doesn't do process very well Um the communication thing first of all Is something that they will have to work on but if you look at A lot of this Comes to season six and A a lot of this will probably be digging into More as we go into season six But the thing that I want to say about this Is that first of all You don't have to have all your issues resolved While you're in a relationship that's not Going to happen you're always going to have new Issues to resolve secondly What They had to work on themselves quite a bit To get back to where they were and they did that Off screen in the summer between seasons five and season six they come back You know something that we kind of dug into when we did loser like me Um is that they come back and blaine has done a lot on himself kurt is getting there And they are both now individually especially because they both had therapy Uh are more individually ready to come back into a relationship um
1: I think the breakup in season six, that's what it really came down to is because not necessarily that, Oh, Kurt never forgave Blaine after cheating, but you're looking at two individual people with a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kurt lost his mom. He almost lost his dad. He lost his brother. He had been horribly bullied. He was suicidal at one point. Then you have Blaine who, whose family is a mess just a little bit that we know about it. <laughs> He's got an older brother who he feels that abandoned him. He himself was gay bashed at a very, at a super young age. Like Blaine was gay bashed at like what, 14, 13, 14. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they both have these issues. And when you come together with someone, you're bringing all your baggage, all your trauma, all that to the relationship. So season six, they break up and individually get therapy that's going to help a lot in general because that's going to work on the things that they were bringing into the relationship in general. It's going to help Kurt work on communicating his feelings and not, and it's going to work with Blaine on being okay to be him by himself Mm -hmm. and being okay with who he is. Like sometimes you have to fix yourself before you can even worry, before you can even start to fix your relationship with someone else Is right. just how and it I, happens I even want to add
0: that you don't necessarily Have to be fixed to be in a relationship Either like I th- I yeah. think there's this Misconception that well If I just am the best version Of me then I will be ready And, and I will be worthy Of being in a relationship but that's not true Um and now i will say with kurt and blaine there is one line that kind of wallpapers over and this is where the bad writing comes in but When kurt and blaine get back together with the reunion kurt says i know everything was a mess before but now it's not That is Basically the show very badly Saying We know that there were issues before But there's not now we're moving forward I mean i've always
1: headcanoned that kurt and blaine Will Go to marriage counseling. Yeah. Like, I think I've written it into a couple of my fan fictions that it's something that they pick up occasionally whenever something big happens in their life. Like, I believe one of the fan fictions I wrote, Blaine went, they went to couples counseling because Blaine got a role that made him really famous and he started getting really self conscious about it. And that they started going to counseling when they were expecting the baby and stuff like that. So I always assume that they're always going to return to that. And there's nothing, honestly, I believe everybody could get could use therapy. Oh, yeah, Everyone.
0: absolutely. Well, here's, uh, you know, another thing the, um, was that. Oh, shoot. I was just oh, hold on. Okay. Um, oh, what was that thought I just had? Shoot. It's gone. Oh, that's um, the worst. Um, well, okay. So uh, one of the other thoughts that I had was that they will always Always have to work on their relationship in the way that everybody is always gonna have to work I mean even friendships you have to work or I mean i'm sure everybody's had those friends that you're like Oh, yeah, we were great in high school and then it just faded away because you know Yeah, you change and you grow and you move on but also You probably also didn't make an effort to keep in touch with them when they moved to nebraska, you know so exactly it's like you know, they are always going to have issues now. I know some people it doesn't season six doesn't work for them They got back together and yeah, it was rushed. I don't think it was the best written They needed a couple more scenes to flush things out Um, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is either That said if they don't work for you like if you look at this couple and and say it, uh, These guys, you know, yes, I shipped them back in season two, but I look at them now and i can't ship them that's fine that's, yeah, that, that's okay you know, I, uh, me or kay or whoever we can't tell you how to feel about them i'm nothing that i say is going to probably change your mind so exactly um, but i i will say from all of the, you know the evidence they've shown us through season 6 you know and it, you never know you never know i will say in real life there are couples that i've known that like Wow, they seem happy and wonderful. And then bam, they get a divorce. You know, like, what what the hell happened? And then there are people who are like, God, they must just hate each other and they stay together for whatever reason. Like, you don't know. Um, so so yeah, I I yeah, I, I do think a lot of season six shows them growing back together. And, you know, when they make that commitment, part of the reason they do agree to get married is to say, Yeah, we are in this long haul. We are serious about this we are committed To each other we are ready for that Commitment
1: yeah and I think That sometimes people think that all the Work stops Once you get married Mm -hmm. Yeah like marriage is The the, and yeah I think people See marriage as the end point and that everything From there on should be like hunky Dory but Marriage is where I mean and I've never been married so I'm only Saying this from witnessing Other people's Marriages, but I always got the impression that once you're married. That's where the hard work comes in. Yeah and Because you to be you know, you're you're committing to a lifetime with someone that's gonna take work
0: part of Clayne's story Their proposal was kind of like a spiritual wedding And you saw that once they got engaged that wasn't the end of the story that they had to start keep Continuing growing We also gotta keep in mind that these are again. They're going from 18 to 22 That is a hard time in life. That is a you're gonna change you're gonna grow you're gonna be different And they managed to come out the other end and be committed to each other so yeah, and they didn't even
1: have like a normal 18 to 22. Like it wasn't like they went off to college and went to Kegger's and, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they still had to deal with Kirk getting bashed, Fen dying, Burt's cancer. It's like all these issues on top of the regular issues of being out of your own, out of away from home for the first time, in your own place for the first time. You know, and all of it's compounded by these other extra dramas that they're dealing with. So of course they're going to have to learn how to work around, how to grow together. Because like, even people who married their high school sweethearts very rarely do they do it like within the first two years of graduating. So yeah. they have that time to grow, to grow up basically.
0: Yeah, most of the marriages that happen right out of high school are now over because <laughs> you know you do need that time, and it um, yeah mo- So um, I have a couple
1: of friends that married right after high school and they're still together but it wasn't without it wasn't like smooth sailing it wasn't without
0: problems No, Uh, you know, and it's it's frustrating because media does do that, you know, the story Ends, you know with the with the couple getting married at the end And, And then it just isn't that's just not how it is. We need more shows where Like, oh, marriage is the beginning, and then it's a whole different thing, you know? Exactly. So That would be nice to see. Like, let the
1: first episode be the wedding, Mm -hmm. and the rest of the series be everything after that. Right.
0: Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Again, I know I've talked about this a lot in the podcast. Finchill doesn't work for me. So had Finn lived and um, the Finchell actually got back together, fine i would accept that you know it's not how i see the characters i kind of see them as characters who meant something very much to each other in high school and then as they get older they grow apart and they move on they do other things and you know jesse st james makes more sense to me um because it's she's he's more on rachel's level in a lot of ways and yeah that to me makes sense but if you're a diehard finchel fan I'm not going to say don't ship them or they're toxic or they don't belong together or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's how you feel about it. And I'm sure you can do your creative and work your fanfiction fiction and, and, and make it work. I mean, that's fine. So, exactly. Exactly. Just again, it comes down to people are going to have different opinions, especially on the internet. It's about learning to accept that that's okay. I mean, unless your opinion is. Destructive to other people's livelihoods Exactly Then it's fine, you know Yeah So, but yeah, with the whole Yeah, actually, I think the breakups were resolved. I think I trust issues from season four like they, they they if you go back and and I think at the end we're gonna talk um uh, we're gonna have a podcast specifically for the Klein arc but when you go back and you look at Kurt and Blaine they they got kind of off the page at the end of season three they had to do their own individual you know stories for a while and by the end of season six they are on the same page they've worked through a lot of their growing up stuff. Exactly communicate more than you may think i mean yeah it's not great and because they're stupid teenage boys but and it's something that they will always have to work on but they've made that commitment to do that
1: but that's okay that they have something they have to work on yeah exactly I mean, that's what makes them interesting to me anyway.
0: Yeah, that me too. I think this whole thing, I mean, one reason I like Glee fan fiction so much is that it does fill in a lot of the holes and a lot of, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of create your own story in there. Yeah. Um, and make it work for you. Exactly. Uh, I know that after they get married, they don't really have much. And this is another thing. I'm going to totally talk about this when we get to these episodes because there's a trend. Every time Kurt and Blaine have a huge thing happen to them whether they get together or they have sex or they get engaged The the period after that really has nothing to do with them and they focus on other characters Exactly, um, so the wedding isn't any different and I know it's unfortunate especially for us that really love the characters but um Yeah, we don't get much until the end because to the writers they've wrapped up that story they, they weren't exactly. interested in telling a newlywed story so our lovely newlyweds got pushed out so that the glee club could shine again Exactly So So yeah
1: I think that we covered it I mean like it's so weird because we've had these conversations for so long yeah, that it's like I don't even know what else to say that I haven't already said
0: I know that's why i'm like i'm not gonna sit here and I know that we gave a lot of examples in the first misconceptions one And really a lot of this stuff can be tied to that one So if you are you want a little bit more examples Uh, go listen to that podcast go listen to the rest of the podcasts because I feel like we take these Head-on and and it's great to kind of overhead like this kind of conversation is to be like in general to, to address the the issues in a general sense, yeah, but we're not going to sit here and, and name off like specific examples because it feels pointless. Because we have done this, you know, at least on the podcast for two years, we've yeah. been scrutinized, like, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say except for, you know, if you have a specific issue with them in a certain thing, tell yourself like why am I or ask you why are you having this issue and if like have a conversation with somebody who doesn't have an issue with it and see if what you know and then if you still feel that way that's fine that's okay so that's Kurt and Blaine are not perfect they're not the perfect relationship they're not the perfect couple um their story was very entertaining to me Has it always been I've loved dissecting it I've loved talking about it Um, But I've made my peace with a lot of the flaws And issues that even I had Um, Exactly I feel like talking it out With other people who enjoy it the way I do Um, So at the end of the day again My opinion is my opinion And and neither I I really shouldn't speak for Kay But like I know that nothing that I will say Will probably change anybody's mind Um, That's kind of up to you To draw your own conclusions Exactly Awesome <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah is there anything else that you Wanted to add to I think that Like we've, we covered like I said I took everybody's you know Comments that they gave me originally and I d- Distilled them into those two basic Like chunks um, because They kind of kept boiling back to yeah. These two issues um, I don't have anything else To say I
1: think if You really want to dig Deep into a lot of the meta I have a claim tag on Tumblr So you could always Search for OTP They have a miraculous love On my Tumblr and you'll see A lot of the same stuff that we discussed here
0: Yep, yeah. um, You can definitely check out my meta It's finding Kurt Hummel um, It's on my page, it has a, a link It's all Kurt, Kurt's side of it um, But I'm always open to listening to other sides of it um, But <sighs> yeah that's it's out there. I, I know TBD I've been trying to uh, reblog meta that I old meta that I come across in my travels um, as well as new meta because there's always interesting viewpoints. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, um you know, long story short, this show was great but flawed but great. exactly. So you know, enjoy what you can of it and don't worry about the rest of it. Just a lot of white noise. Exactly Awesome Thank you, Kay, for coming and and finishing the discussion that we started like a year ago at this point (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me (laughs) Always, always Um, Join us next week I think we might actually be doing Homecoming Which is a great, fun episode to do Um, And yeah, we'll always be back Sunday night Have a great night, guys
1: But now they're okay.
0: Only me or my. You're the apple of my eye. Girl, I never loved one like you.
1: Found you hiding here. So Uh, won't you take my hand, darling? There's
0: nothing that can stop you
1: from becoming popular. Laure.